0: Death is the greatest enemy, and it's now under your feet. Amen. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. One thing that we need to know is that every one of us is given a lifespan, or you can call it a lifetime. It can be 70 years, 80 years, 100 years, 120. It's up to you to decide. But how you spend your time on earth, matters. Every day there are people that die and there are people that are born. So every day you have the birth of babies and then you have the death of people. Everyone is given a lifespan. I can't live your life and you can't live my life. I can't have your time on earth and you can't have my time on earth. I can't have your time in heaven and you can't have my time in heaven. So your time matters. How you spend your time matters. In fact, it's even more important than how you spend your money. I know that we spend a lot of time planning and budgeting. But how you spend your time on the earth is more important than how you spend your money from your pocket. So if we could plan ahead. If we could meditate on this and spend our time wisely, I can guarantee you, you shall prosper. And you shall do well both on earth and in heaven. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the latter times, that's where we are living now, we're living in the end times. Some referring to Christians, believers, Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now I want you to highlight seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. We are talking about Christians here. We are talking about believers. There are Christians that are believers that listen to seducing spirits instead of to the Holy Spirit. There are Christians that believe in the doctrines of devils than the truth, the word of God. Let's look at some of the doctrines of devils. It's important for us to discern good from evil. It's important for us to discern wickedness from holiness. So we can pluck out what is evil, pluck out what is bad and hold on to what is good. How many of you have looked at yourself this morning in the mirror? Yes. How many of you, when you wash your face, you would wash away what is dirty, filthy, right? Amen. You don't wash away your face, but you wash away what is dirty. And that's the Word of God. The Word of God is the mirror. When you look at the Word, you look at your life. When you look at the Word, you look at who you are now. And with the Word, you wash away what is not profitable, what is not good for you. So reading the word is not a duty. Reading the word is like doing a bath. It's like cleaning yourself from what is toxic, from what is poisonous. So you live a healthy and a prosperous life. Can we say amen? Remember, God is not against us. God is for us. Amen. So don't treat yourself like a dictator. Don't say like this is what you should do. This is not what you should do. No, don't use the law against yourself. Because God does not use the law against you. God gives you revelation, knowledge, understanding that you can apply to your life and improve it. Make it better. Come on, say with me, my life is getting better every day.
1: My life is getting better every minute. Amen, for that's the will of
0: God for you. So let's look at what are the doctrines of devils. I can name them for you. Atheism, atheism, intellectualism, the denial of spirits. They deny both God and devils. You know, they are Christians, their focus is just on God. You know, God, you don't want me to do this. God, you make me sick. God, you're punishing me. God, you are too hard to please. Why are they like that? Because they have no understanding of devils. So they put what the devils have done onto God. That's called a religious spirit. You have to understand that there is a spiritual realm. And in this spiritual realm, there is God, there are angels, amen, there is Jesus, and at the same time, there is Satan, there are demons, there are evil forces, there are evil spirits. And one of them, of course, we've just read, seducing spirits. So we don't just focus on the natural. What is atheism and intellectualism? It's focusing only on the natural and denying and ignoring the spiritual. They focus on the natural. They focus on the mental. They focus on the emotional. They focus on the will of man, the soul, the Bible calls it. But they deny God and demons. Another doctrine of devils would be humanism. Now You can see this very, very clearly if you watch the news. Humanism is the focus on people, what they can do. Humanism exalts people over God. Humanism trusts in men, what men can do. I've heard Christians saying it's easier to believe in doctors than in healing. It's easier to believe in science than in God. That is humanism. That's atheism. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 5 to 8. Jeremiah 17, verse 5 to 8. So you say to me, Pastor Dora, are you saying to me that I can't go to doctors, that I can't go to hospitals? No, that's not what I'm saying. They are your twos. They are your twos. But that's not where your faith is. Money is your tool. That's not where your faith is. Business is your tool. That's not where your heart should be. Your job is your tool. That's not where you spend your heart in. It's very, very important. Idolatry is still the major problem of the church. Children, they are my ministry. They are not my idols. There's a big difference between ministering and idling. It's very important. You don't idolize yourself. You don't idolize your kids. You don't idolize your job. You don't idolize anything in the earth. There has to be no idols in my
1: heart. Can we say amen? Amen. The only one we worship is God. God.
0: Amen. You don't don't even idolize health. There are people that idolize health. Make sure everything you eat is healthy.
1: Make sure everything that you eat is clean. Make sure everything that you eat is nutritious. But still they get sick. No idols. No idols. Can we say amen? Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 5.
0: Thus saith the Lord. Remember, Christians, Jesus is our Lord. That means he's my master. I live my life unto him. Amen. I'm accountable to him. Cursed be the man that trusts in man. That's atheism. Cursed be the man that trusts in man, including ourselves. And makes flesh his arm, whose heart departs from the Lord. Devils works. Devils work little by little, little by little. They gain your affection, they gain your trust, they gain your faith, little by little until you plunge yourself all into idol worship. It could be the worship of money, it could be the worship of your kids, it could be the worship of your family, it could be the worship of yourself. They are seducing spirits. So you ask me, can Christians be like this? Absolutely. A lot of Christians believe in doctors or science more than they believe in God. They believe in symptoms more than the word. The Bible calls it having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. Whenever you read the word but can't get the power, you have to watch out. That's called being religious. The word is power. The word is power. The word is power. God sent
1: his word and hew them. There's power in the word. When the word is being preached,
0: power is being released. When the word is being read, power is released. The word of God is the power bank of God. There is no such thing called hearing the word and reading the word and not getting power. Amen. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible to him that believe. So either he's right or I'm wrong. He cannot be wrong. So I must be wrong if I don't get the power. The key is, I humble myself to the word of God and ask the Holy Spirit to change me. To get rid of that spirit of unbelief. To get rid of the memory of problems and problems and problems. The imagination of problems and problems. If you wake up in the morning and all that you can think of is problem. All that is in your imagination, sickness, problems, you have not believed. Your inner world is very, very important. You can say all the beautiful prayers. You can read the words. You can preach beautifully.
1: But your inner world is where the real you is. For out of your innermost being shall bubble up rivers Of living water.
0: So even when you're dreaming and the devil is trying to suffocate you, you you will
1: stay and you will wake up saying, devil, get out in Jesus' name. That's how you know that you have believed. It's on the inside. When somebody squeezes you, when the devil tries to squeeze you, victory comes out of you. Can we say amen? Amen.
0: From such turn away, having a form of godliness, denying the power thereof, from such turn away. It
1: matters what company you keep. It matters what company you keep. Believers,
0: make friends with believers, divine connections, believers. Believers, you say to me, Pastor Doris, so are you telling me that there are many unbelieving Christians? Absolutely
1: yes. Make friend with believing Christians. Lift up your hands with me and say, I am a believer.
0: One more time, I am a believer. Oh, you ask me, Pastor Dora, are you saying that I should live in denial? No. I'm exalting the truth over my feelings. I'm exalting the truth over my situations and circumstances because the truth can change them. The truth can change how I feel. The truth can change my thoughts. The the truth can change my will. The truth can change my situations and circumstances. The truth can change my body. Amen. Amen. Results speak louder than observations and speculations. If your inside is full of the doctor's report, what's on the inside of you will eventually come out. If there is the fear of sickness on the inside of you, you dream about it, you think it, you pray it. On the inside of you, there's no faith but fear. That will come out.
1: No matter how much Christian TV you watch. Because heaven is not real to you. You are still afraid of dying. Because the answers are not real to you. The problems are more real to you than the answers. So when we
0: talk about faith, we're talking about what's controlling you on the inside. On the inside. On the inside. Do I believe? Do I believe? Do I believe in Jesus more than the devils? More than what he's telling me? Can we say amen? Thank you, Jesus. You can tell faith from unbelief by how a person acts, not by his or her service in church or church attendance. There are many that serve in church that love God beautifully, serving the whole years, their whole life, but
1: yet in unbelief. I'm being very honest. I've seen it. And that's why we are shining
0: the light on the problems, so we can change them. Shining the light and shattering, shattering and scattering the demons of unbelief. Can we say amen? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 6. Jeremiah 17, verse 6. Jesus said, when I come back, will I find faith. He wouldn't have said that if there's a lot of faith. Right? If you look at Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 6, he is talking about the unbelievers. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good comes. I can pray it, I can talk it, I can read it, I can hear it, but I don't see good coming. We're talking about the eye of your heart. What's on the inside? Can you see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Can you see it? Or all that you're seeing is just darkness, problems. We need to have the eye of the heart unhindered, not blocked, not blurred by problems, news. What's what they're saying on YouTube? The Word of God, the washing, the washing, the washing of water by the Word of God will cause the eye of your heart to see the good when it comes. But unbelief will blur your vision. And whatever you cannot see, you cannot get. And as a result of not seeing... Inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. That's the curse. So unbelief brings the curse. It's not that God wants to curse you. It's because your unbelief curses you. How many of you know what I'm talking about? That's why Jesus said, faith, faith. Faith. That's why God appeared to Kenneth e. Hagen and said, Teach my people faith. And if you read, continue to read verse 7 Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord, whose hope is in the Lord. Trust is deeper than just belief. You cannot afford to be just a convert. You have to be a disciple. The promises of God for this life, they are for the disciples of God. Disciples are those that get into the Word, dig into the Word, obey the Word, and live out the Word. How many of you are disciples? Lift up your hands. Disciples. We must choose to be disciples. Amen? We must not live by circumstantial evidences.
1: Don't believe in circumstances. Believe in the Word of God. I was struggling.
0: I was in Thailand. I was struggling. I didn't want to have to leave. Because I don't enjoy flying, especially it's night flight. I didn't sleep the whole flight. I didn't want to have to go and then come. And I said, Lord, I trust in your perfect timing. And I said, devil, you're not allowed to mess it up. Get out in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Our faith must not in circumstantial evidences so that we are not victimized by devils. Believers, we are more than conquerors. Amen. We are the chosen and the blessed of the Lord. Come on, say it with me. I'm the chosen, the blessed of the Lord. We are the testimonies of God. We are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. To be the light of the world does not mean that you just do good works. Every religion does good works. Buddhists are very good at good works, right? Jehovah's Witnesses, they are very good at good works. Muslims are very good at good works. Christianity is faith. It's faith. It's power. It's spiritual power that changes your life. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. We don't focus on ourselves, but on God. What He can do. What He wants to do through us, because we are His vessels. The Spirit of the living God is active in our midst. The Spirit of the living God is active in our midst missed. Can we say amen? I want you to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11. Right now, we're having the knowledge. We're having the understanding. You know what is the greatest fear? The greatest fear is the fear of the unknown. The fear of the unknown. What my future will be like. The fear of the unknown. The, people why, the reason why people are still holding on to life even in their last moments of dying is because they are not sure whether there is such a thing called heaven, whether they're going to heaven. It's okay going to church because I can see where the church is, but going to heaven is a different matter because I can't see it. The fear of the unknown is what brings torments to the hearts and the minds of men. But the Word of God tells us what it is. There is nothing, there is nothing that is unknown to you if you would get the Bible, the revelation of the Bible. So if you, get, if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So if you are into atheism, if you're into intellectualism and you don't ever mention the devils and you don't know what devils are and you don't know what they're doing, then devils say, yay! Why? Because they can take advantage of you. And if you look at 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, 1 John 3, 8. Jesus lived a successful life on earth. Amen? Why? Because he was fully aware of the existence of demons. He was fully aware of the works of devils. There were people that came in, and I knew that they were just what devils sent them to disrupt the service. And I would pray them away. It's so important that you know. And if you are naive, oh, yeah, yeah, we should save them, we should save them. You must have the discerning of spirits to know who are the devil-sent ones and who are the God-sent ones. Can we say amen? Amen. Amen. 1 John chapter 3, verse 8. Uh, let's look at the second part of that verse. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, read it with me, that he might destroy the works of God. The devil. Sickness is the works of the devil. Sickness is the works of the devil. That's why sickness can be generational. If you don't deal with them, devils will follow you through the generations.
1: You must deal with demons. You must deal with them. You know, some Christians are, oh no, don't talk
0: about devils, don't talk about devils. You have to talk about them. You have to shine the light on them. You have to get rid of them in your mind, in your imagination, in your soul, in your situations and circumstances. Amen. So important that we know. And look at uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 18. Luke chapter 10, verse 18. This is Jesus speaking. He said, I saw, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. So, devils are fallen angels. There is a total of one-third of all the angels that had become demons. But we still have more. We have two-thirds. Now, I want you to understand one thing that's very, very important. Don't underestimate demons. Don't underestimate demons. Don't follow just Christian cliches. The devils are under our feet. You need to know that for sure, not just saying it. You need to live it for sure. The devils
1: are under your feet. Okay, look at your life. Look at your life. Is the devil really under your feet? Look at the world now. If the devils are under our feet, the world won't be so bad. Come on, we have to be honest, to be true. Are the devils really under your feet? Positionally, yes. But we haven't been enforcing it because we take it for granted. We take
0: the power that has been given to us for granted. How many of us pray? How many of us travail? How many of us pray seriously, powerfully? How many of us don't quit until we've got the note of victory in our spirit? Oh, you can do all the praying. That's all right. No, I can't pray for you. You need to do your own praying. I can't live for you neither. Can we say amen? Well, Satan had the power to convince one third of the angels to change master, to follow him. So demons are very convincing. That's why they are called seducing spirits. That's why they are called the tempters. Demons are very, very convincing. Offense
1: is a spirit. Offense is a demon. And he is very, very convincing. And he could be very convincing. Especially to those who are full of self, to those who are
0: ignorant of the truth or unsure of the truth. Especially if you look at Christianity as the work of the law and not as the work of grace. Because if you look at Christianity as the work of the law, you'll always be thinking, oh, I'm doing this right. Oh, I'm not doing this right. Oh, I'm doing this right. Oh, I'm not doing that right. Your focus is on yourself. Am I doing it right? No, it's not about you. It's about Jesus. It's not about you. It's not about whether I'm right or wrong. It's about Jesus. It's about following him. It's about living out his life. Can we say amen? It's about manifesting his
1: power. It's knowing the will of the Father. It's so important. It's not about me. You know, you focus
0: so much on holiness and you pray so beautifully. No, that's not what God wants us to do on the earth. He wants us to what? Occupy till he comes. Occupy till he comes. Live a victorious life. Live a victorious life. Live a triumphant life.
1: Why would people want to follow you if you're sick all the time? Why would people want to follow you if you're poor and broke?
0: Live a victorious life. Can we say amen? Why would people want to follow you if you are divorced? And you're talking bad about your spouse all the time. Calling this person, telling him how bad your husband is. Calling that
1: person, telling him how bad your wife is. If you want me to follow your God, live out your life. Can we have
0: an amen? And don't call everybody and telling people how bad your children are. You should be the one praying for them. Can we say amen? Don't spoil them. Pray for them. Can we say amen? Don't be mean to them. Don't apply the law. You should do this. You should do that. Understanding, 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 understanding. I love you. I want to tell you the truth. I love you. I want you to, re- I want you to grow up to be somebody who knows how to choose between right and wrong for yourself. Amen. Because I said, I mentioned just now, everybody has a lifespan. We and our children, our lifespan, uh, what's the word? Uh, our lifespan um, coincide. Our lifespans coincide for a period of time. And then we are separate. Our lifespan can have moments that we coincide. Your lifespan is your life. So how you live your life is entirely totally up to you. And sometimes, you know, you think about this, it's a bit scary because God, God is freedom. God never controls. God never manipulates. We have to choose him. We have to ask him. And even if you were going to hell, God will still let you go. To me, this is scary. I mean, God will let you go. God, God won't stop you. He would get people to pray for you, intercessors to pray for you, but he won't literally come in, "Stop you stupid, stop going
1: to hell!" He do I mean, mothers will. Fathers will. But God doesn't do that.
0: Because you know why? Because He believes in the power of freedom. God believes in the power of freedom. Dictator believes in the power of control. God believes in the power of freedom. God believes in the power of making choices. Dictators believe in the power of control. The devil is a controlling spirit. That's why he will possess a person. God will never possess you. Even a spirit-filled, Holy Ghost-baptized Christian is not controlled by God. It's up to you to choose to follow. Can we say amen? Amen. So, the devil, I was mentioning, that he could be very convincing to those who are unsure of the truth. And that's why there are Christians, so many Christians, suffering from fear. Manifesting fear as anxiety, the fear of death. The fear of sickness, the fear of poverty, the fear of calamities, the fear of inflation or recession, etc., etc. Fear is the devil is a seducing spirit. Seducing a person in the imagination of his heart, convincing him of the reality of fearful, anxious thoughts. Instigating and scheming demonic activities, to chain them down, and to destroy them. Anxiety becomes so real. Fear becomes so real that person
1: becomes a victim to fear. Fear is more deadly than any sickness and disease.
0: And it's very real. So don't underestimate demons. Don't just follow Christian cliches. Examine your life, especially now that we are in the end times. Examine our lives. Am I weak, fearful, worldly, carnal, ashamed, full of guilt, sick a lot of times, jealous, critical, judgmental, insecure, stressed, and offended? If the devil were really, if the devils were really under my feet, I shouldn't be feeling all that, right? Amen. So do your own sound check to see if your microphone is really working, okay? (laughs) And to find out whom has been talking to you, affecting your imagination, your mind, your feelings, affecting your soul.
1: Whom have you been listening to deep within? It's not performance.
0: Christianity is not performance. Christianity is transformation. I say it one more time. Christianity is not performance. I don't care what people say. I don't care what people see. I've, I've gone through this so many times. Christianity is transformation. Amen. Let's look at some of the works of seducing spirits, shall we? Number one, selfish ambition. Discern the works of devils and destroy them with and through Jesus. Now, one of the major works of the devil in people is selfish ambition. And if we look at history, we all know Napoleon, right? You've heard of Napoleon, Hitler, Lenin, Stalin, Mussolini. Yet selfish ambition can be in a very small scale in a small community. Selfish ambition is the exaltation of self. It is spiritual pride. And spiritual pride is deadly. You have so many titles behind your name. It doesn't mean that you're better than anybody else. It doesn't mean that you are higher than anybody else. You've come to this church when you first started. It doesn't mean that you're more senior than anybody else. God is no respecter of persons. Remember the parable of the people working in the field. Remember those that had been working on the field for a long time, they got very angry because the master paid the newcomers the same amount
1: as the old ones. The truth will set us free. Can we say amen? It's
0: very important. Don't think that you've been a Christian for a long time. Don't think that you've been in this church a long time, that you're better. No, you're not. I am not. None of us is better than anybody else in the sight of God. Can we say amen? Amen. Very important. Now, let's look at the fall of Lucifer. Ezekiel 28, the fall of Lucifer. You know, why would he fall? Ezekiel 28 verse 13, you have been in Eden, the garden of God. He was in the presence of God. And in verse 14, you are the anointed cherub, talking about the anointing. He was anointed. He was the worship leader. And then look at verse 15. You were perfect in the ways from the day that you were created. Perfect. Folkless. And then in verse 17, verse 17, just listen, that's fine. Verse 17, what happened? Your heart was lifted up. Your heart was lifted up because of your beauty. And you have corrupted your wisdom by reason of your brightness. So God did not make a demon. The angel was too proud of himself. The angel kept looking at himself. And he was too beautiful. He was too perfect to obey God, to submit to God. His pride exalted him, he thought. But his pride had corrupted him. Had corrupted him. Pride corrupts like nothing else. It's very, very dangerous. Very, very dangerous. And he was eaten up on the inside. He was eaten up on the inside. Because remember, he was an angel. Every angel has a will. And the will of an angel is very strong. And because he kept entertaining it, he kept entertaining it, and he kept entertaining it, he kept feeding it, he kept feeding on it, and it exploded from the inside of him and turned him to become a devil. And not only was he himself, Lucifer, changed to become a devil, all those that he influenced, all those that God corrupted with him, one-third of all of heaven's angels turned to become demons as well. Leaders are very important, whether you're leading at home, whether you're leading in a community, whether you're leading in church, because you influence the people, not only by what you say and what you pray and what you preach, but most important of all, by your spirit.
1: That's why to whom much is given, much is required. It's very important that we understand that.
0: Look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13. Isaiah 14, 13. And I've seen too many Christians, as soon as they come into the church, this is what they want. The pulpits. Too many Christians. As soon as they come into church, this is what they want. And I've
1: had Christians who had left the church because I didn't ask them to preach. So we need to understand discerning of spirits, and we need to discern our own
0: hearts. Look at Isaiah chapter 14, verse 13. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the size of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Five fingers
1: on your palm. And then with one, my throne, bam, he was expelled from
0: heaven. Angels have their will. Their will is very strong. They can choose. Obeying the order of God is a choice. We always have a choice. You always have a choice. Even when it comes to sickness and disease, I can choose not to be sick. I can choose not to think sickness. I can choose to think of health. I can choose to meditate on the Word of God. I can choose to see my children good. I can choose to see my children obedient to God. I refuse to bow to circumstances and situations. I refuse to bow to physical facts over the truth of God's word. Can we say amen? That takes strength. That takes resilience. That takes faith. Amen. God will never impose nor manipulate. We serve Him by choice. Tests will come to every one of our lives. How many of you have been tested? Tests will come to every one of our lives. So
1: you have to make the decision whenever the test comes, you win. That's how you build your future. Don't wait till the last moment. You keep building, building your faith. Keep building
0: your determination. Keep building your resilience. And then when the test comes, you win. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's so important. You pray like this. Lord, I commit all my decisions to you. Lord, if my decisions were wrong, correct me. I embrace your corrections. Lord, I want you to lead my life. I embrace your divine orchestration of events. The steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord. Lord, I give you my choices. Lord, I give you my decisions. I don't want to make wrong choices. Lord, this is my life. I surrender to you. Keep me. Guard me. I commit my life to you. When I'm wrong, correct me. If I'm stubborn, break me. (laughs) Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It is a genuine, pure,
1: heartfelt,
0: obedient, joyful choice. Amen. Not selfish ambition. Amen. Lucifer or Satan was serving God when self-importance kept growing on the inside of him until it exploded into outright rebellion. Have you thought about it? You know, how come God didn't catch Lucifer early? How come God didn't expose him and saved all the one-third
1: of the angels that fell with him? Have you ever thought about that? Because God never forced. It's up to
0: you whether you want to choose to serve him. It's up to the angels whether they wanted to
1: choose to serve him. That's God. He would never force you. He would never manipulate you. You know, some people say,
0: oh, I serve God because God has been so good to me. So what if when he's not good to you?
1: Or you think he's not good to you? God does not choose. He does not impose. He does not
0: force. He's a perfect gentleman. Some Christians, a lot of Christians, believe that they have to earn the goodness of the Lord. They have to earn it by prayer, earn it by good works, earn it by serving in church. No, you can't earn it. I have, I have studied from Genesis to Revelation. You know, from Genesis to Revelation. Did God reward people because they had served him hard? Because they had, they had done this? Because they had done this? No. And then I said, Holy Spirit,
1: I need you to help me. Can you show me? And then he showed me. God is good. So when you have God, you have his goodness. In the presence of God, there is is fullness of joy. Why is there fullness of joy? Because there's fullness of good. Amen. So where do you find good? With God, in the presence of God.
0: Amen. It's not because I have been good. It's not because I've earned it. It's not because I've served. So you say, well, okay, Pastor Dora, from now on, we don't have to serve anymore. Well, God has found out your heart then. <laughs> amen. Amen. God is so good. Can we say amen? He is awesome, and he's so wise. He is so wise. Amen. Amen. Um, so going back to the question that I asked you, why didn't God expose Lucifer? God was giving them time. God was giving them time. So while pride was talking to him, you know, eating him up on the inside, he kept meditating how beautiful he was. He kept meditating how wise he was. He kept meditating how anointed he was. And that was growing and growing on the inside. And God was giving him time to repent and change. Just like Cain. Remember God showed up to Cain and said to him, the devil is at the door, but you could overcome the devil. God was giving us time, time, time to change, time to change. That's what intercessions are about. The light to shine, the light to shine, the light to shine for conviction unto repentance, conviction unto
1: repentance until the time ran out and Lucifer became a demon, a devil, beyond repentance. No repentance devils.
0: You can't pray for demons to repent. They've exceeded the time of grace.
1: And that's the point of death for every one of us. All the time that we are alive on earth, we can still repent and change. But once you've reached the point of death, that's beyond repentance. Time. Time spends Very important. Amen? Devils will
0: talk to us about ourselves. What has happened to me? How others have hurt me? How poor, how sick I am? How talented and underappreciated I am? To protect ourselves from devils, we must cast them out. Say with me, cast out devils. One more time, cast out devils. We must listen to me very carefully. We must dethrone ourselves from our hearts and enthrone Jesus. That's the difference between Jesus and a four-faced Buddha. People would go to Thailand and burn incense to the four-faced Buddha so that the four-faced
1: Buddha would give him whatever he wants. Christianity is not like that. It's whatever God wants. It's a big difference.
0: We don't use God. We are God's vessels and channels for him to use us. Amen. And because God is good, he uses us and blesses us at the same time. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. Look at Jesus. How many of us want to be like Jesus? Look at Jesus. John chapter 5 verse 30. John chapter 5 verse 30. John chapter 5 verse 30. I remember when I was in Bangkok, Thailand, when I first got saved, I had my first child. I had Dylan. And of course, it was very, very easy for me to idolize him, you know. He's my first son. So I wanted everything for him, including church. (laughs) So I wanted a beautiful church with a good Sunday school, you know, with good teachings for my child. So I was attending like a small Pentecostal Pentecostal AOG church with very few, you know, not a lot of people. And the worship team is just made up of one guitarist and maybe two singers. (laughs) But I was growing. I was growing. I I was like growing in the Lord. I was so good.
1: And then um, the Lord said to me, don't change your church. Stay where you are. Said, yes, sir. That's it. No more questions. Amen. Amen. So important. So important that our hearts be right towards God. John
0: chapter 5, verse 30. This is Jesus. Look at how humble he is. Jesus, who is so humble, who is so meek. I can of my own self do nothing. And that's a lot of times our problem. We can still do something without God. And as a result, we don't depend on Him. Or we forget to depend on Him. We forget to call on Him. I can, of my own self, do something. Jesus said, I can, of my own self, do nothing. You know, when I was thinking about my ticket back to Brisbane, I don't know when my mother-in-law is going to heaven. I know exactly I can, of my own self, Do nothing. How many of you know that when it comes to death, birth, alive and death, you can of your own self do nothing? Amen. A lot of times, most of the times, all the times, I can of my own self do nothing. You know what we try to do? Change him. Change her. (laughs) Squeeze this. Squash that. No. You pervert it. That's what squeezing and squashing and manipulating. You pervert the thing. I can of my own self do nothing as I hear. That's a discerning of spirits. I judge. And my judgment is just. How do I know that? If have people asking me, how do I know that my dream is of God? How do I know that my vision is of God and not of the devil? Here's the answer. Because I seek not my own will. I don't have a preference. I don't have a preference but the will of the father who has sent me can we say amen go with me to john chapter 8 verse 44 john 8:44 how many of you have heard of the word lusts lust i'm going to explain to you what it means john 8:44 you are of your father the devil the lusts of your father you will do so The devil or Satan is the origin of lust. The origin of all lust. And when we talk about lust, we're not just talking about sexual lust. The word lust means cravings. Cravings. It could be the lust for power. It could be the lust for appreciation. It could be the lust for popularity. The lust for gratifications. Lust drives. Lust drives. Drive a person. Amen. Luts can come to you in the form of emotions, in the form of thoughts, and in the form of acts. When you react, a lot of times it's because you have been lusting. So, luts include, not exclude, sexual lusts. Luts can be pride, ambition, power, appreciation, anger, jealousy, gluttony. Alcohol, drugs, materials, gratification, idolatry, venting, gossip, accusations. Now, how many of us have experienced anger boiling on the inside? (laughs) How many of you have experienced, I have words that I know they are not good to the hearers, but I just need to speak them out? (laughs) What are they? Lust. Lust. Lust drive. That's how you know. That's not of God. If it's of God, you can hold it. You don't have to tell everybody. If it's of God, you can hold it until the right time. Or with the right people, you can
1: tell. The lust to control others. You know, everybody has to listen to you. That's lust. You don't want to do anything if you're not in control. That's lust.
0: How many of you know what I'm talking about? All these things are common to all of us. And we need to discern them and get rid of them. Can we say amen? Satan is also the origin of aggression, abuse, oppression, violence, perversity, deception, murder. The spirit of Antichrist is an aggressive and devilish spirit. It is a spirit of murder. Okay, know that. John chapter 8, verse 44. John 8, verse 44. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. So it's important that we know the nature of devils so we can detect them when they are present. Satan is a murderer, and he is extremely violent and aggressive. And sometimes you don't know how violent a person is. He can be so gentle. You know, I know about Chinese Kung Fu. Chinese Kung Fu is that you hold it, you hold it, you hold it, until you are
1: very angry, very provoked, and then you display all your Kung Fu. the spirit of kung fu. (laughs) Aggression is a very,
0: very violent spirit, and a lot of times you can't tell until they are provoked. He or she can be so gentle like a lamb until he or she is angry. So you know definitely the presence of demons, okay? (laughs) Okay. That aggressive spirit both attacks and defends. It can be very passively aggressive. How many of you know what it means to be passively aggressive Playing the role of an aggressive victim, you know. (laughs) And how many of you have heard teenagers talking to parents? And they are such, you know, they are such victims of the parents. No, they are not. They are just being passively aggressive. Abusing you verbally, right? (laughs) How many of us have experienced that? (laughs) Suicide is also an aggressive spirit. It's a spirit of murder with a team of demons that cause and reinforce depression, despair, hopelessness, hurts, sorrows, and painful memories. Demons are deceiving spirits. They are very convincing and very persuasive. You find it hard to forgive. You find it hard to forget because of the pain, because of the hurt. But if the Lord were to open your eyes, you can see that there is a team of demons laughing at you, manipulating you. That's why it's so important to discern the presence of devils. If you would see with the eyes of Jesus, you won't be reinforcing devils. Amen? Hallelujah. Demons camouflage themselves as angels. Amen? When you think you are so special, nobody understands you. Guess what? You're under the influence of demons. So renounce them and cast them out in Jesus' name. Can we say amen? Amen. Demons are spirits, so they are invisible to the physical eyes in the natural realm. Yet they are detectable to your spirit. You can sense their presence and you can discern their activities. Devils talk to people as thoughts, feelings, and intentions. Fear is a demon. It talks to you, especially in your imagination. Prejudice is a devil. It talks to you. That's why it's so important that we wash ourselves with the Word of God. We choose the company that we keep. If you were with lukewarm Christians all the time and they are your best friends and they are whom you socialize with, they are whom you talk to on the phone all the time, can I tell you the truth? You are
1: most probably backslidden because you enjoy their company and you enjoy their conversation. It's time for you to wake up. It's Jesus is coming. And I have to tell you that no backslidden Christians will be raptured. Trumpet will sound. And only those that hear the trumpet will go. There are many Christians that believe that I can drink as long as I don't get drunk. But is that the word? No. No. Not at all. Not at all. Can you mess around and not have sex? No. Can you be a friend to the world and be a servant to God? No. Jesus said, let your yes be a yes and your no be a no. Anything other than that is of the evil one. Lukewarm
0: Christians have to repent. Lukewarm Christians have to come back to God. Can we say amen? Why would you enjoy the company of lukewarm Christians who don't take God seriously, who don't take the service of God seriously? Why would you come under their influence when they are being influenced by devils? Can we say amen? As a Christian, everywhere we go, we should bring blessings and not criticisms and judgments. I'm leaving this church because my pastor
1: doesn't listen to me. Why does your pastor have to listen to you? Hello. (laughs) Your inner world, our inner world matters.
0: I'm divorcing my spouse because he or she doesn't listen to me. Why does my husband have to listen to me? I can go and, and do some shopping
1: without him and just calm down. And come back and say, sorry, was my mistake, not his. Right? I can't force anybody to listen to me and get hurt and
0: offended when people don't listen to me. That's wrong of me. Can we say amen? Amen. The light, the truth. That's why it's so important for us to have quiet time with God. Because God will show you what's wrong with you. God will show me what's wrong with me. Amen. And we need that because we're living in a sinful world. Otherwise, we become deceived and we think we're okay when we're not. Can we say amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14. Are you okay? i'm being very honest this morning hey second corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 you know somebody is thinking what have happened to you in thailand you know like, why do you come back like this second corinthians chapter 11 verse 14 Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light remember
1: that amen all right let's finish with mark chapter 16 mark Chapter 16, verse 17. Is that right? Yes.
0: So let's embrace the learning curve. Can we say amen? As long as we are alive, we are learning. As long as we are alive, we are growing. Remember what did I say just now? Christianity is about transformation transformation. One more time, transformation. Mark chapter 16, verse 18, they shall take up serpents. Serpents camouflage. I remember we had a big snake in our backyard. Remember, Sonny? We had a, like, it was so huge. It was so bad. When I first looked at it, I couldn't tell that it was a snake. I thought that it was just one of the, you know, the dead leaves. I couldn't see. Oh, it's a snake. So big, huge. And I told Sunny, yes, it's a snake. We better call somebody to pick it up. Serpents can camouflage. And I remember when we were in Adelaide, we were hiking. And I saw this very tiny one. It's a very poisonous, toxic one. And uh, praise the Lord, I didn't stab on it. It camouflaged. You can't really tell. That's what devils can do. They camouflage. And Jesus said, once you've become a disciple, you can pick up serpents. Lift up your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Glory be to God. Amen. Christians, listen to me. Don't be naive. Don't be ignorant, but don't be naive neither. Can we say amen? Very important. You can discern the presence of demons. You can discern, detect those that are wolves in sheep's clothing. You can discern the hired servants of God from the true servants of God. You can discern the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You can discern the lukewarm from the red hot. You can discern the ambitious from the sold out ones. Can we say amen? We are not talking about people. We are talking about devils that seek to attach themselves to people, to influence them, to destroy them, and to use them. Okay? So as believers, we must cast out devils, both for ourselves and for those around us. Can we say amen? And prayer is one way to cast out devils. We have to command them to leave. We can stand in the gap and intercede and command demons and darkness to leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We need to understand that devils are after vessels, channels to use, to manipulate themselves and to destroy. Why? Because devils are crazy. All right? So important. So when you are under persecution, pray for those who persecute you. Why? Because they are being used and they are being destroyed. They are being abused. Alright, so let's finish with this. 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8. Now remember, Peter, he was the one that had been used by the devil before. Remember? What did he do? What did he do? He denied Jesus. He denied the Lord. So he knew exactly what it meant to be used by devils. But he did not continue in shame and guilt. Jesus said, shake off the dust. Amen. Glory be to God. Don't continue to meditate on your mistakes. Just shake them off. Can we say amen? We shouldn't take forever to learn.
1: Come on, say with me, I'm quick to learn. One more time, I'm quick to learn. One more time, I'm determined to be successful. Against the devil. And his demons. So,
0: Peter is a good example for us. He said, be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast, steadfast. That fast. You tell me that this sickness will come back and I say to you, no. Today I say to you, no. Tomorrow I say to you, no. Day after tomorrow, no. Next month, no. No sickness will come back to my body in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Resist steadfast. In the faith, you tell me my kids are going to hell, I'm telling you no. I'm telling you now, no. I'm telling you next month, no. I'm telling you next year, no. I'm telling you the year after next, no, no, no. Even after I've departed and left for heaven, still my kids would not go to hell.
1: Because as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Is a lamb for a house. Amen. Resist steadfast in the faith.
0: Above all circumstances and feelings, provocations. Knowing that the same afflictions means the same demonic pressures are accomplished in your brothers and sisters that are in the world. We do not belong to the world we belong to heaven and we live in heaven and that's where we pray from can we say amen
1: every head bow every eye closed thank you jesus